Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Barry Chesler, and today's Daf is Masachet Chagiga Kaf Gimel, Tractate Chagiga 23. To start at the end of yesterday's Daf, Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, it was a case of someone carrying a barrel of wine from place to place, and the strap of his sandal broke off. He picked it up and placed it over the mouth of the barrel, and it fell into the airspace of the barrel, and its contents became impure. At that very time, they said, he who carries Midras may carry Truma, but may not carry Kodesh. But if that is the case, then Truma too should be forbidden. Hushita, whose approach is this? Is Rabbi Hananya ben Akavya, who said, they only forbid crossing the Jordan and on a boat, and it is like the event that took place. What was it? As we learn in a Baraita, a person may not carry the waters of the red heifer and the ashes of the red heifer and transport them across the Jordan in a boat, nor may he stand on one side and throw them to the other, nor may he float them across, nor ride on an animal, nor on the back of his fellow, unless his feet were touching the ground. But one may carry them across a bridge, and not have any doubts about potential impurity. It is the same with the Jordan as with other rivers. Rabbi Hananya ben Akavya said, they only prohibited the Jordan and with a boat, and it was like the event that happened. What was the event? Rav Yehuda said, in the name of Rav, it was the case of a man who was transporting the waters of the heifer and ashes of the heifer across the Jordan on a boat. It was found that an owl-sized piece of a corpse was stuck in the bottom of the boat. At that very moment, they said, a person may not carry the waters of the heifer nor the ashes of the heifer across the Jordan by boat. And by implication in this case, we are talking about Kodesh, the waters of the red heifer, and not Truma. And therefore, the decree only governed Kodesh. It was asked of them, that is, those who were learning, it is clear to us that this is the law when the sandal was impure, but what about if the sandal is in fact pure? Then what is the law? In our case, the barrel was open, but what if it were closed? If he transgressed and carried, then what is the law? Rabbi Elah said, if he transgressed and carried, it is Tameh. Rabbi Zira said, if he transgressed and carried, it is pure. The next sugya takes up the phrase in the Mishnah, which means utensils or vessels which are finished in purity, do they require immersion for Kodesh, but not for Truma? The Talmud asks, who is finishing the work? If we say it is the Chaver, then why would it need immersion? Rather, it is finished by Anam Ha'aretz. Would we then say it is called finishing impurity? Rabbi Barshela said, in the name of Rav Matana, in the name of Shmuel, It is surely the case of a Chaver, 
and it is on account that a drop of spit from an Amharis may have fallen on it. But when would this have happened? If we say it is before he finished the clay, then it is not yet a clay. Rather, it must be afterward. But then he would be careful. Rather, it must be before he finished. And the concern is that the spit falls on it and it is still moist at the time of completion. This requires immersion to become pure, but not the setting of the sun. This Mishnah, the Talmud continues, does not agree with Rabbi Eliezer. But we learn in the Mishnah of Parah, a tube which is cut for putting in the ashes of the red heifer, Rabbi Eliezer said, let him immerse immediately, whereas Rabbi Joshua said, let him first make it Tameh and then immerse it. And we ask concerning this Mishnah, who cuts it? If we say it is a Chaver, why does it need Tefillah immersion? But rather, it is an Am Ha'aretz. Then, why would Rabbi Joshua say, let it be made Tameh first and then immerse it? It would be already classified as Tameh. Rabbi Barshila said in the name of Rav Matana, in the name of Shmuel, it is clearly a case of the tube being cut by a Chaver. But we are concerned about the spit of an Am Ha'aretz that might have fallen on it. When might this have happened? If you say it happened before the tube was cut, then it is not yet a tube susceptible to impurity. But if it were afterwards, he would be careful with it. Therefore, it must be before. Perhaps the spit fell on the tube before it was cut, but was still moist when he did cut it. This fits the opinion of Rabbi Yehoshua, for this is a sign for the Sadducees. For we learn in Mishnah Parah, they would make Tameh impure the Kohen, who burns the red heifer, to discredit the Sadducees, who maintained that the service of burning the red heifer could only be done at nightfall, since the Kohanim involved had to be completely pure. But for Rabbi Eliezer, if you say it as well that we ordinarily require the setting of the sun for the purification of vessels, for there is a sign now for the Sadducees. But if you say in general that we do not need the setting of the sun, what sign for the Sadducees is there? Ralph said, they make it like the impurity of a Sheretz, an unclean reptile. But if this is the case, it cannot make impure a human being. Why then is it taught in a Brita? He cuts it, the tube, and immerses it, meaning it requires immersion, but rather they make it akin to corpse contamination which could then render impure a human being. But it would then require sprinkling on the third and seven days of the, of the wa with the waters of the red heifer. Why then is it taught in the bright that he cuts it and, immerse it and immerses it, meaning it requires immersion? Immersion, yes. Sprinkling on the third and seventh day, no. Rather, they make it like corpse contamination on its seventh day. Do we now learn in Abraita that they never instituted something new with the red heifer? Abai said, they did not say a spade makes impure something that is sat on by a zav when it was had a discharge. As we learn in Abraita, he who sits on a vessel, it is possible that the zav overturns a sayah container and sits on it, or half sayah container and sits on it, and it becomes impure. Scripture teaches, he who sits on a kli upon which a zav sat becomes impure, indicates that the clea must be designated for sitting. And this excludes the container, for they say to him, Stand, and we will finish our work. We now turn to the next case in the Mishnah, 
the vessel which joins what is in it for Kodesh, but not for Truma. Menahane Mile, from where does this come? That is, where is the biblical proof, Scripture says? One gold ladle of ten shekels filled with incense. Scripture makes everything in the ladle as one. Rav Kahana objects. Rabbi Akiva added, in the case of fine flour, incense, frankincense, and the coals. If a Tavul Yom touches it, that is one who is immersed but is waiting for nightfall to attain the next level in the purification process, in part, it invalidates all of it. And this is the rabbis. From whom? For it teaches in the Rasha, the beginning, Rabbi Shema and Ben Batera testified on the ashes of the red heifer that an impure person touches in part that it makes impure all of it. And we teach, added Rabbi Akiva. We will continue tomorrow. Until then. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.